Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello and welcome back to our journey through the book of Leviticus. Today is Leviticus chapter 21. Don't forget the overall theme of the book of Leviticus, and that is to keep a slave nation free. These people were born in Egyptian bondage. Their grandparents' grandparents had been in slavery. It was over 400 years. The nation of Israel knew nothing but taskmasters and overlords. And now there are none. Now it's God who's leading them. And they're now in a new area, a new territory. They have new things to have to consider, to have to deal with, and they need clear instructions to keep a nation free. And that's what God wants to do, is He wants them to stay free, and He wants them to stay close to Him. You know, we used this idea earlier as we were walking through, and imagine my girls are almost at the age where they're ready to drive. Can you think of the tragedy that it would be if I just handed them the keys and said, good luck, just go, go with God and it'll be fine? Well, I would be surprised if they didn't get in an accident on the first time because they wouldn't know when to stop. You know, they wouldn't know what the traffic lights meant. They wouldn't know if they came to a four-way stop what to do or you know, different things. They, they were going to have an accident at some point because I didn't educate them properly on how to stay within proper guardrails so they could explore the world. They could go on an adventure and be free. That's exactly what God is doing. Is He is not saying, you know, just enjoy. He is saying, hey, here's the guardrails. Here's the boundaries so that you can be free. And that's what we're going to see today. We're going to see three different sections of chapter 21 where God is going to talk to the priests and he's going to say, hey, don't do this. And then do this to the high priest and then do this to the regular priest. He's just going to be telling them do's and don'ts. I want you to think of it as we read this as God is pointing out the no's so that they can enjoy all the yeses. And the same thing with us even today. I think the wonderful principle that we can take from this is, you know, even though, yes, we're not going to be having to you know, be ceremonially unclean if we touch a dead body of a relative, you know. But the, the other thing is, hey, I want you to know where the guardrail is. I want you to know the no's so you can know all the yeses. And isn't that like life a lot of times when we see in God's word that it says, don't do this, then all we focus on is the one thing he says, don't do, not the infinite amount of things that he has no problem with in our life. You know, it reminds me of when I went on a diet one time and it said, that I couldn't have bread. Well, I like bread. <laughs> I love bread. And I just mourned not having bread. However, I didn't think about all the different meat, fruits, vegetables. Didn't say anything about candy, which was probably me just not reading that part because I was depressed. But there was anything in all I wanted. But all I could focus on was the one thing not to do. And so as we read this, they would focus on that idea today. And that is, God lets you know where, where the no's are so you know where all the yeses are in your life. And so this is going to be for the priests, instructions for them, both the high priest and the other priests. And we're just going to read through this together. Okay. So chapter 21, if you have your Bibles, reading out of the New Living Translation, God's word says this, and the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the priests and the descendants of Aaron. The priest must not take himself, make himself ceremonially unclean by touching the dead body of a relative. The only exceptions are his closest relatives, his mother or father, son or daughter, brother or his virgin sister who depends on him because she has no husband. 
But a priest must not defile himself and make himself unclean for someone who is related to him only by marriage. The priests must not shave their heads or trim their beards or cut their bodies. They must be set apart as holy to the God, to their God, and must never bring shame on the name of God. They must be holy, for they are the ones who present the special gifts to the Lord, gifts of food for their God. Priests may not carry a woman defiled by prostitution, may not marry a person. Let me try that verse again. Verse 7, priests may not marry a woman defiled by prostitution, and they may not marry a woman who is divorced from her husband, for the priests are set apart as holy to their God. You must treat them as holy because they offer up food to your God. They must, you must consider them holy because I, the Lord, am holy, and I make you holy. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she also defiles her father's holiness, and she must be burned to death. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> calling out to anyone who lives in the Old Testament, if you are thinking about having an OnlyFans page, uh, don't do that. If your dad is a priest, don't do it at all, but especially if your dad is a priest because you're going to get the burn. All right, here we go. First 10. <laughs> This is rules for the high priest. The high priest, as the highest rank of all the priests, is the highest rank of all the priests. The anointing oil has been poured on his head, and he has been ordained to wear the priestly garments. He must never leave his hair uncombed or tear his clothing. He must not defile himself by going near a dead body. He must not make himself ceremonially unclean, even for his father or mother. He must not defile the sanctuary of his God by leaving it to attend to a dead person. For he has been made holy by the anointing oil of his God. I am the Lord. The high priest may marry only a virgin. He may not marry a widow, a woman who is divorced, or a woman who has been defiled or has defiled herself by prostitution. She must be a virgin from his own clan, so that he will not dishonor his descendants by among his clan. For I am the Lord who makes him holy. It's quite a high threshold there. But at the same time, also, he is the one at this time before Jesus who is allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies. So with a great reward also comes a great responsibility. So here we go. Let's finish this up. Verse 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to Aaron. In all future generations, none of your descendants who has any defect or will qualify to offer food to his God. No one who has has defective qualities, defect qualities, whether he is blind lame, disfigured, deformed, or has a broken foot or arm, or is hunchbacked or dwarfed, or has a defective eye or skin sores or scabs or damaged testicles, no one, no descendant of Aaron who has a defect may approach the altar to present special gifts to the Lord. Since he has a defect, he may not approach the altar to offer food to his God. However, he may eat from the food offered to God, including the holy offerings and the most holy offerings. Yet because of his physical defect, he may not enter the room behind the inner curtain or approach the altar, for this would defile my holy places. I am the Lord who makes them holy. So Moses gave instructions to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. So that's quite a big task for these these men as they are serving in this way. They have to do this and they have to do that. But at the same time, always remember that this, first of all, these guys have a higher expectation because they are acting on behalf of the people to God and they're acting on behalf of God to the people. And so as this, they have a high responsibility before everybody. But at the same time, yes, these are high qualifications, but don't forget all of the wonderful things 
that they got to do as well. They got to have as their vocation, as their life's work, to be in the presence of the Lord, doing the work of the Lord. And so with that wonderful opportunity also comes high responsibility. That's why one of the things I tell young people who say they want to go into the ministry and serve God vocationally, because we're all in ministry, but serve God vocationally, I tell them that is wonderful. That is amazing. Yes, you should consider the ministry. But at the same time, you should also consider the cost of the ministry. There's a very, very high calling and there's a very, very high cost as well. So be sure to consider it first. Well, I want to know what you got out of this chapter, chapter 21. We're getting ready to enter the final stages as God is you know, giving these different ideas on how to stay in his goodness, how to stay in his favor. And I want to know from you, have you ever been in a situation where you have been able to live closely with a, a pastor or a minister? And if you watch them walk that line between representing God before people and representing people before God. Now, they don't stand in the place of Jesus, not, not at all. It's just more of a, a shepherd and a fellow traveler who is leading you closer to the Lord. I want to hear about it in the comments below. And I'll see you tomorrow for Leviticus chapter 22.